Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Always a pleasure to have you with me, and uh, today we have some a uh, great lineup of guests. I think you're going to be really um, very, very uh, motivated by hearing some of these messages. Uh, we're going to start off with Jeff Soha from ARC Financial Group, and Jeff is a senior advisor and partner there in Austin, Texas. And today we're going to talk about financial education for the next generation. You know, you have, uh, uh, if, you, if you're a family business, and a lot of you are, I know that, uh, a lot of you are family businesses. You have young uh, people coming up, and you know they might be watching how you spend money, but they need to learn how they should be managing their finances. And Jeff's going to give us some some tips and ideas along that path. So, Jeff, welcome once again to the show. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, my pleasure, Jeff. It's always a pleasure. You you are we're on. Uh, gosh, I look back at the notes. It's been a couple years. But back then, we talked about uh, some of the ways that uh, family businesses can uh, keep their business in the family for generations to come. So I know you've got a wealth of knowledge in dealing with family businesses. And uh, if you would, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your practice. Sure. Well, I grew up in a family-owned business that my grandfather started in 1950. So that business is going on 70 years, and my little brother runs it now as third generation which is actually quite rare because, if you know, uh, less than 15% of businesses actually make it to the third generation. So that's pretty rare. Uh, so that's quite I branched deep, yeah. out from that business, and I started my own consulting firm to help other entrepreneurs and successful families manage their finances and important life events, such as how do we handle an exit? Yeah, there's there's a lot behind that, and a lot of people think, well, It'll be easy when it's time. I'll just turn it over to Junior, and Junior will take off with it. But the problem is uh, that the the owner might still be relying on the cash flow streams from the company for their retirement, and now Junior's in a in a difficult situation. He's got to run the business uh, and uh, pay off mom and dad, and it, it creates uh, what we what we call uh, unhappy Thanksgiving sometimes when people don't don't think these things through. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen with regards to that before we get into our topic of today? Yeah, sure. So what I've seen a lot is where uh, the up-and-coming next generation uh, tends to be 
sometimes uh, one of the best performers or the best performers in the business, yet they're not necessarily compensated as the best performers in the business. I'm not saying they're always top performers, but a lot of times when you're seriously talking about handing over the business to them, it's probably because they are capable. However, they've probably been overworked and underpaid just because of their loyalty and commitment as being part of the family. And so what I've seen is, is uh, the, the generation that is going to exit holding on to that business a little too tight and not letting go and giving some real serious decision-making authority and power to the next generation. And sometimes it's because you don't want to see them fail, but you have to give them enough room and let them fail under your supervision. That will provide for a much more successful transition than when you're not there to help guide them through uh, challenging times. So, and I, I really think that in our country, one of the issues that ties in here is a lack of financial education. And if we look at, um, you know, all the way through grade school, high school, there's no real personal or business financial education. Even in college, uh, whether you get a finance degree or accounting, it's mostly about corporate finance and bookkeeping and accounting. And those people end up hiring us uh, and they become clients of our firm as well because they still don't have that education. And then sometimes you get out in the business world and let's say you're successful enough that you either start your own business or you're taking over one, um, you still don't have financial education. So you're, you're, you have all this financial responsibility, you have all these employees and families depending on you, yet you're not sure you know, where to go for this information. So you try to hire a CFO and you hope that maybe they have the answers. And let's say you're successful enough, maybe you even end up in uh, government, and it's clear from the financial state of the country and the increasing debt that those politicians don't have much financial education either, and they're the ones making the policies for the country. So this is a huge opportunity for family businesses that want to have a successful transition to start teaching their children early, educating them on how to handle money, how to save money, how to be a good steward, et cetera. That's great, great insights. And, you know, you, uh, you, you brought up a lot of different topics there along the way. Um, if you don't get financial education at some point, uh, how can you make good financial decisions for, um, for anything that you do? I mean, people get involved in a lot of different things along the, along their lives at some point. Um, and, um, they need to be able to make those kind of decisions. So, so you talked about some of the nuts and bolts of financial education, but but what what would you say would be the the essentials that someone should learn about um, when they're starting out um, and it, a young person in a family business, let's say? Well, I don't think it's too early to start. I mean, just from a tax efficiency standpoint, you should put your kids on payroll and shift some income from your bracket to theirs so they can start paying for their own stuff. But even at an early age, you can teach them about taxes. Uh, they have to file a tax return when you put them on payroll. Uh, they have to understand uh, you know, the value of a dollar and working for it. Uh, you can teach them about savings habits and uh, making sure that they save enough for different expenses that they want to have and that when there are certain things they want and they don't have the money for it, they don't always get what they want. So I think it really starts at a young age. Uh, of course, once they get more active and involved and mature into the business, then it's about giving them real uh, responsibility and authority and actually giving them room 
to make bad decisions and giving them room to fail and giving them room to lose money. And you think, you know, a lot of people think, well, I don't want to lose. I don't want to fail. I can prevent the failure. But if your child doesn't have those experiences, how are they going to learn? And most of these people exiting their businesses, that business represents a significant chunk, if not all, of their retirement. So what happens is then you go, okay, finally, I'm old enough. Either my kid pushes me out or I just don't want to go anymore, and so I'm going to go ahead and finally hand over the keys, but I haven't properly trained and educated them. And now my child has to figure out all this stuff on their own without my close supervision, and now they're responsible not only for their income, their family, and their retirement, but now they're also responsible for mine. So I'd rather have them be trained up and and capable of handling that with a high degree of confidence. Really good points. So starting with the the basics and the financial side of things, as I heard you say, you know, uh, they they would learn how to manage a paycheck, and then uh, move on to something like managing a, a, a or creating a budget. I think a lot of young people haven't thought about all the things that there are to pay for. You know, the things that maybe have been paid for them by their parents, for instance, and now all of a sudden they need to be thinking about how they're going to come up with enough money to pay for A lot of youngsters don't know even what they need to to break even, right? So a budget type of a thing. Uh, and then at what point do you think it makes sense to to move over to the more um, complex types of financial strategies like the the profit and loss statement and the balance sheet of the business? I think as soon as possible. I don't think there's any harm in starting too early. And that way you can start dishing out responsibilities at little bite-sized pieces, and you don't have to do the whole thing at once. But I think it's important that they understand things like revenue does not equal income and that accounts receivables is a real thing, that just because you work, it's not like your friends who have a regular job and they get paid every Friday just for showing up. You might have something called collections that you have to learn about or accounts payable and understanding that cash that's sitting in your bank account and the business bank account today doesn't mean that it's available to go spend. It's not like cash may be sitting in a personal uh, checking account. You have liabilities that are tied to that. You have payables that have to come out. And so just understanding those things is a huge difference maker you know, over their peers. Great points. And, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, one of the things that ties into a lot of that is is developing and maintaining a credit score and the importance of being finance ready for whatever might come up, right? There's a, there's a lot that goes with that as well. Yeah, well, if you think about it, most of the up-and-comers uh, that are going to take over from their parents, like I said, tend to be underpaid. So when it gets to the actual transition They typically can't walk into a bank and get the financing they need to actually write mom or dad a check and say, here's your check, now I'm going to go run the business. So oftentimes what happens is the parents essentially sign the business over, they gift it to their child and say, here, I hope you don't screw it up, I hope you continue making enough profit to pay me my retirement check, aka my uh, installment note for the sale of the business. So um, that's how it typically goes, and so it's more of an owner finance scenario, uh, which is where some of the stress can come in. But they need to understand, you know, what those liabilities are like, and and teaching them these lessons at an early age will differentiate them from all the peers that they have out there in the workforce. 
Now I know a lot of, of parents are probably cringing out there, thinking, "I don't, I don't really, you know." And I've had this happen, Jeff. I've had this happen where where owners have told me, "You know, honestly, I don't know all this stuff as well as I should. I sure don't know how I'm going to teach it to my children." Um, you know, I know a lot of business owners that say, I, "You know, I know my, I know my P and L. I know my balance sheet. I know what I'm looking at there." But outside of that, I don't know how I would teach these concepts. So, is is there a particular strategy or or, or course uh, or some resource that you think listeners could turn to? Is that something that you do in your practice? How do people outsource this? I think from an outsourcing standpoint, you've got to have really quality advisors and counsel outside of the business that can help guide you in making good decisions. People who are fiduciaries, people who are going to sit on the same side of the table as you and that have your best interest at heart. So I definitely think that's um, a valuable piece. You know, most entrepreneurs out there, unfortunately, just learn this through trial and error through the school of hard knocks, you know, and they make a bad decision and they go, okay, we're not going to do that again. Or they make a good decision and think, okay, we should do more of that next time. So, you know, some of that, the the entrepreneurs might have a little fear and going, well, I don't want to expose myself in this vulnerable way to my kid where they realize, oh, gosh, mom or dad, they don't actually know as much as I thought they did. But, you know, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is, wow, my kid grew up in a different generation they went to a different kind of school. They got a different kind of education. They use technology differently. They think differently. They work differently. And so maybe if I actually bring them in and I'm vulnerable enough to say, hey, look, you know, dad doesn't know everything. Um, this is just how we've been getting by. You know, you might be surprised. Your kids might actually end up teaching you something or saying, hey, well, what about this software? Or what about this program? Or what about this uh, thing over here that could create some financial efficiency? Or, you know, what about this advisor that I know that could help reduce our taxes or uh, help increase the bottom line? Or, you know, different things like that. So, you know, inviting the kids in there and being comfortable in that space, I think, is only a positive. Jeff, you're really hitting some great points here, and I think that our listeners should really take heed to a lot of this stuff because this is the first step. This is the foundation of of what your your um, your future owners are going to be using um, to to continue to manage their finances and their business. If they don't learn this early on, uh, it's going to be really tough going down the road. Um, along these lines. Uh, are there any resources for them learning um, how to grow, say, the value of the business? And the reason I ask that is because uh, I've heard this many, many times that a lot of advisors have said, you know, the only way, Mr. Business or Miss or Miss Business Owner, that you're going to get out of this business is by growing your way out. You need to add your your children coming in and you are going to have to add to your current revenue stream in order to create enough finances to buy you out because as it is this business supports one owner and one owner only yeah it's hard for two people to get the lion's share right right so along those lines are there um, are there also educational programs out there that help along those lines too or what advice would you give to a business owner to help children learn how to um, focus on growing the value of a business you know so growing the value is one approach 
I think another approach to look at as well is, is the owner being a good steward of their finances, meaning are they planning for their retirement independently of the business? What does their net worth look like outside of the business? What kind of financial independence do they have outside of the business? Are they, are they getting the business to a place where they can go, you know, whether my kid takes it or not, I could throw the keys on the roof, walk out, and I'm set, right? Or are they putting themselves in a position to create all this tension and stress of, well, kid, you better perform, you better take this to the next level so you can pay for you and me. You know, I think the parents have the responsibility to plan for themselves. You know, the, the younger generation – they might have different ideas on how to grow the business, how to market, how to sell, pricing strategies, product lines, revenue streams, et cetera. There's so many ways to do that. Um, you know, and I think depending on the business is really going to depend on what strategies make the most sense. But I think first and foremost, the parents need to be parents, and they need to take that responsibility into their own hands and say, is it right for me to put this much pressure and stress onto my kid or should I plan for my own independence so that that stress and pressure isn't part of our relationship with our child? Love it. So, so Jeff, in your, um, in your body of work with what you've done, do you have any specific uh, client stories or examples you can share with us about how, the, how you've worked with someone and, and what you know, got them uh, got working with the, the children and, and helped them become educated and what the outcome might have been? Oh, yeah, sure. So, we, I mean, we had this construction company client that we were working for, and you want to talk about a challenging scenario. There was three brothers. One brother owned about two-thirds of the business, another brother owned one-third, and the third brother actually owned zero of the business. And one brother had kids in, another brother had kids that were too young and who knows if they're coming in, and another brother had kids that maybe they were going to join. And so you've got a lot of moving parts there, a lot of personal family relationships involved. And so when you have something like that, we had to really put in structure and guidelines around, you know, what does it take to have uh, employment here in this family business? Just because you have the last name isn't enough. So what are the criteria for you to have a job here? How are the children going to be paid? How are, how are raises and promotions going to be determined? What are the requirements if they want to move into ownership? And then invite the kids. Once kind of you settle that plan with the parents, inviting the kids into family retreats where at least once a year we're talking to them about it. You know, we can go into that family retreat, help these kids understand the different dynamics involved in the business, understand what all this stuff means, you know, and then eventually you end up with maybe two or three generations. Uh, I was recently meeting with a really large, successful retail family that has three generations. You know, and G1, G2, and G3 all get together at a family retreat, and they're meeting constantly, making decisions collectively. And so, you know, you've got uh, the grandkids who might be 20 years old and the founder, you know, who's a couple generations older. Uh, but, but they come together as a family and they divide up responsibilities and, 
you know, there's committees for family promotions and raises, and, and nothing is uh, done based on entitlement. So those types of scenarios are way more complex when you have that many people involved and you're dealing with a, a really large, you know, billion-dollar business or, or several hundred-million-dollar business. But if it's just, you know, a single owner and a single child, it can be a lot more straightforward. You know, that's more of the uh, discipleship, apprenticeship, mentorship uh, one-on-one, you know, growth and development relationship. Jeff, great, great tips and great points. Uh, thank you for the, for the information today. Uh, would you please share with our listeners how they might get in touch with you if they'd like to talk more about these types of topics or other financial topics? Sure. Go out and follow and like our social pages. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, all that. So, Come find us and interact with us, whichever channel is your favorite. And, of course, you can always go to arcfinancial, arkfinancial.com, and reach out to us there if you want to know more want to chat. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks so much for joining me today. Great information, and I look forward to the next time that we speak. Really appreciate you coming on to the show today. Yeah. I appreciate you having me, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.